So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of Unscripted Listen. It's Tuesday nights. You know what that means, have Some of the biggest, the baddest, the best wrestlers of today and yesteryear and tonight is no different. Oh, man, look. So uh, I've had this guy on uh, my Pancakes and Power Sam show a couple of times before. And uh, a few years ago, we used to tweet about uh, the Chicago Bulls, both the Chicago Bulls fans. And uh, man, just a just a, a cool dude, and I always want to interview him. So I interviewed him several years ago, and I uh, told him a story uh, during the show. And I'm going to say it again, uh, so it can refresh his memory, but it could be uh, new to some of y'all. So when I was in, I was in high school during the Attitude Era, and 
the frog splash of this guy was something that I probably shouldn't have known in high school because I used it uh, in very uh, uh, bad ways. <laughs> but at the same time, thankfully, I didn't get in trouble for it. <laughs> but this is what I did. And this is a shoe. So I'm a sports guy, so I played sports all throughout high school. And so, and the bleachers, I played basketball too. So you would push all the bleachers to, you know, to the wall. And there would be a bleacher that's on the very top. So we're talking probably eight feet high, seven feet high, something like that. And so basically what I would do is there was a big crash pad in my high school. And I was probably a sophomore. I was like a kingpin, even it was as a sophomore, because seniors was like the people. You know, you would get, uh, you know, you would kind of get hazed if you weren't uh, upperclassmen, is what they were called. If you were an underclassman, you kind of get hazed in several ways. But I had a way to get in with the upperclassmen, and what I would do is I would have a couple upperclassmen that would be like my henchmen. So I would climb up to the very top of the bleachers and I would have, I would have them bring in a crash pad and I would look and scowl around the gym and look at people and I would give them the nod and I would have a few upperclassmen grab them, lay them out on the crash pad. And I was up there ready in my post and I would do one of these things and just a, a, a full tuck in Bam! Just a frog splash galore, ladies and gentlemen. So, without further ado, thank you for this influence. D'Lo Brown, how are you tonight, my man? <laughs> What's going on, my man? How you doing? And uh, I feel sorry for those kids who got frog splashed. I remember that story well. And, uh, man, I feel sorry. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I have no idea uh, where they are nowadays, but... Uh, Hey, they've been uh, impacted by me. So you better not say anything more because you know statute of limitations might not have run out on them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's assault, you know. That is assault. <laughs> how are how are things with you, man? Man, I can't complain. Doing well. Um, loving life. Just enjoying the wrestling business. I mean, that's all I can say. Is is I'm I'm fortunate enough to have a job where I've been involved with wrestling for almost thirty years now, and who could have wow. you know. Who could have imagined that as a kid, 11 years old, saying, I want to do that for my life. So yeah, yeah. I'm one of those kids who said, I, I want to do that and ended up doing it. Yes, indeed. I remember you uh, when you were in Smoky Mountain for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even, so that was like kind of where you kind of got in the business really, like as far as just known and things like that, as far as, uh, um, because you were part of the, because they had a, like a, a nation style. It, it was uh, the, the, they were called the Gangsters. And it was the gangsters, like New Jack, yeah, New Jack and, and Mustafa. And Mustafa, yeah. So you yeah. were, you were involved with, with, uh, with the Gangsters. And that, that was interesting. How, how did you uh, get in, involved in that again with, uh, with Cornette? Well, it, it, simple story. Um, Balls Mahoney, Boo Bradley had gotten hired to go to Smoky Mountain to do the Boo Bradley gimmick. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately for balls, he didn't have a driver's license. So he had come into the school one day and said, Hey, can anyone drive me to Tennessee? And before he even got the word Tennessee out, I was raising my hand and said, I'll take you down there. And, um, because of that, um, driving him down, um, Cornette, he worked it out with Cornette where I would get eight minutes of a dark match mm -hmm. and I got eight minutes of a dark match and I had my match 
And apparently Corny saw something in me because I was working there full time the next month. Wow. And, 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 you know, uh, New Jacket saw me too and was like, Let, let's have him in the gangsters. So they put me in the gangsters and I was the henchman. Nice, nice. Yeah, I remember seeing some promos that were very, ed- well, New Jack always cut edgy promos, but uh, I remember watching some Smoky Mountain stuff. I was like, ooh, that would be, uh, <laughs> that would be, that God, would be God, accepted nowadays. God, God bless him and rest his soul, but there were some times Jack would say stuff, and I would look around and go, ooh, that's, that's hot. Yeah. That's a good, uh... <laughs> yes, indeed. So, yeah, Jack had to get the gab, and he could, uh, he could make you so mad that if Hitler walked through the curtain, you'd pop for him like he was a baby face. That's how good of a talker New Jack was. That's how good of, that's how good of a talker New Jack was, indeed. <laughs> uh, any uh, any shows or anything you want to promote before we get into these questions? No, man, just let's go out there and let's shoot and let's see what people got on their mind. Sounds good. Kelvin's asking, uh, what was your favorite match in your WWE career? Well, it, that's a twofold question. Um, I say any match I had with X-Pac, is one of my favorite matches. And then um, SummerSlam 98, myself, Val Venus, Mad Square Garden, we had 20 minutes to tear up the show. And um, uh, to this day, it's he and I, it's our favorite match, both of us individually in our career. So Very nice. any match with X-Pac and SummerSlam 98. Awesome. Guillermo's asking, uh, how was it being the first ever Eurocontinental champion? Uh, it was surreal. Um, knowing that it was going to be me who was going to be the first one. And I remember I'm here's how, here's how much it impacted me. Uh, sitting back in my hotel room that night, I had a double bed. So it was two beds. And I remember laying the intercontinental European belt on the other bed. I sat in one bed and I just said, I can't believe those are with me right now. Yeah. So, um, one of the, probably the single greatest achievement wrestling in my career. Um, one that I'm proud of. Uh, and you know, forever, my name is in history. So, I yeah. I can't say I I can't say much about it other than that. I just I'm glad it happened to me. Yeah, and you were, or <clears throat> you were what, 23, 24 at that time. No, at the time, no, that was not. That was what 98. 90. I was 28. I was 28. 28. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah, but I'd only been I'd only been don't tell anybody, but I'd only been in the business about four years at that point. So shoosh. <laughs> very nice, very nice. I mean, just that type of achievement at 28, only in the business for four years, basically having two uh of the biggest, you know, two of the mid-card championships, basically, and the yeah. legacy that came with the Intercontinental Championship, it was already nearly 20 years old at that time. So yeah, lots of legacy with that. I mean, I mean, let's, let's just, let's separate them until you say the Intercontinental title. I remember thinking my name is next to Pat Patterson and Kurt yeah. Henning and Shawn Michaels. And, and you, you list yeah. all the great Intercontinental champions. I'm right there with Savage. With, yeah. and on and on and yeah. on. Yeah. And then, and then the European title, um, I know Sean and I had made it a point that that was kind of a joke title. It was kind of there. And we wanted everyone to, that was going to become the worker's belt. That was going to be the belt that you were going to, if you, if you know, the European titles on the line, you were going to have the, one of the best matches of the night. And that was one of our, our, our points of focus, Mm -hmm. points of emphasis between any one of us who went out there and was like, we're going to steal the show. And it's going to be for this belt that a year ago, people were laughing at. Mm -hmm. And when we, hopefully when we get done, this belt will have more meaning than before we got it. 
Yeah, yeah. And there were some classics, man. People people sleep with that Euro, uh, the, the European Championship, man. There were some classics there as far as just you having it, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie you know, Guerrero. Being, uh, Jericho. Bulldog, you know. Bulldog, uh, <laughs> yeah. William Regal. Yep. I mean, that belt had some – Al Snow, that belt had some people hold it yeah. um, and, and carry it well. So, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It was good stuff, man. Uh, let's see here. AJ, did you watch Dark Side of the Ring, the Brawl for All, One Heart, New Jack? Did you talk to New Jack before he passed away in May 2021? Uh, New Jack first. I talk to New Jack all the time. We remain friends up until his passing. I'm still friends um, with his his wife. So um, New Jack was part of my family. He was like my big brother. So, yeah, talk to him all the time. And as far as the Dark Side of the Rings, watched every one of them. I love the show. Uh, hint, hint, I can't wait to be back on it again. Nice. Oh. Give a brother a call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I was a huge fan of the Dark Side series. I've watched all of them. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for pro wrestling documentaries anyways. So I, I love pro wrestling docs, man. I love that history in it. So I yeah. like when you can draw people in and, and show them the other side. Like I'm big on behind the music, behind the scenes. Yeah. Like I want to know why a song was written and why it was written that way. Yeah. So when yeah. you get the when you get the dark side, you get that you get to pull back the curtain a little bit on wrestling, get to see the people. Um, maybe not always the best people, but you get to see the people yeah. that you cheered for the character. Yep, absolutely. Uh, John said he's uh, he wished that um, you can be in the Royal Rumble. Any desire to be in the WWE Royal Rumble? Would you would you strap up your boots one more time? For Royal, Royal Rumble surprise entry, I can tell you it takes too much to get out of bed right now. It hurts every day. Now, look, I knew exactly what I was trading in when I got into this business, but uh, my time in, in the sun is is has set, and I'm very happy with with my career and the day I had in my career. Nice, yeah. Uh, Elvis is asking, Yo, dealer, my man, did you enjoy Aces and Eights more than? The Nation of Domination. Last time I asked for you to do the head thing, please let's see it again. He love for 2023 WWE Hall of Fame. So um, there's a few things there. Yeah. Uh, enjoying Aces and Eights. Uh, so which one did you enjoy more? I'll reword the question. Aces and Eights or Nation of Domination? Uh, without a doubt, it's the Nation. I mean, I was there next to my, my mentor in Ron Simmons and next to the biggest star on the planet, The Rock, on one side. And then great friends of mine, Mark Henry, and, and, and as I call him, Big Perm Godfather. Um, so when you're out there with your boys having fun, um, and it was the first time for me doing that. So to me, that was the best. Now, don't get me wrong. Ace and H was another great, cool stable with good friends around me, mm-hmm. which was fun. But, I mean, when you're in the nation and you're on the biggest show at the hottest time in the history of the business, uh, it's kind of hard to beat. Um, yeah. And as far as the head shake, I'll give you one real quick. There you go. Very nice. Uh, D'Lo for uh, 2023 Hall of Fame. Uh, is there any desire to be in the WWE Hall of Fame? I mean, you, you always want to be con- with the with the best and the greatest. Um, and I would love being a Hall of Fame. I, 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 think, I think I'm in the Hall of Very Good. I don't think I'm a Hall of Famer. I don't think I did it for as long enough. Um, and that's just my opinion. No, I think could the nation go in and I go in as part of the nation? Yes, because I think the nation is Hall of Fame worthy. But me by myself, I, I 
you know, I'm 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 humble when it comes to that. I think I'm in the hall of very good. Indeed. I 100% agree with you. I think the nation should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Vince Russo, you know, I have three shows with him uh, mm-hmm. a week. And uh, we, we talk a lot uh, before and after shows. And your name came up, um, which is one of the reasons why, like, oh, yeah, man, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, I want to talk to him again. It's been a while. Um, <clears throat> and so we were talking about you being in the Hall of Fame. And I was like, man, I think it's I think it's criminal that he's not in the hall. And uh, Vince was like, yeah, I mean, like we both agree that D'Lo Brown in some capacity should be in the Hall of Fame and it's long overdue. Uh, so, I mean, at this point, you know, I, I, I definitely agree that the nation should be in the Hall of Fame. If you were to pick the nation as a faction in the Hall of Fame, who would be the members of the nation? What what what? uh, uh incarnation of or iteration um, of the nation would be in the hall of fame it would have to be ron godfather mark rock me okay i think that's the one that people most associate with mm-hmm. um now don't get me wrong I, i'd love owen to be in there with us because i love owen mm-hmm. um and and i'm not going to sleep on savio vega and crush mm-hmm. um but i think the one that people um resonate with is, is the five that i just i laid out yeah yeah i agree i think uh sooner than later that uh five should be in the hall of fame for sure uh aaron did you watch young rock and if so what are your thoughts on the show uh i've watched a little bit uh i think the show is it's funny and, and it is what it is i you know I, I i'm not completely happy with the brother that played me um but <laughs> hey uh I didn't cast him, and and good on him for getting the gig. I know Godfather's quite upset about the character that played him. Really? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Godfather, he was on Raw uh, thirty yesterday, and yes. Lou was asking why weren't you at Raw thirty? Uh, I couldn't answer that. Hmm. I really couldn't answer that. I wonder what the rhyme or reason. You know, again, Vince and I we talk a lot about this, so we <clears throat> recap Raw every week. Um, but we, we both theorize as far as just reasons why certain people weren't called. Why do you think I, I, you out of anyone had a very instrumental part, uh, in the, you know, during the attitude era. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, that's, that, that was really the height of the raw programming. And why wouldn't you get a call from WWE as far as being on the show? So, you know, I, I, I got, I don't know, and you could say the thing, same thing about like a guy like Al Snow, who never gets brought back at all, and yeah. was right there with everybody. So yeah. I mean, yeah. what, you know, it is what it is, right? Val Venus, Rikishi, yeah. you know, all of them people were, you know, Scotty Too Hotty, you know, all yeah. those were very instrumental parts of Raw, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, they they weren't a part of Raw Thirty, so that was a little odd to me. Um, thoughts on Aces and Eights? Derek is asking. Uh, I thought Ace and Ace was a really good faction that ended too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it w- it really hit its its stride right around you know because that was the Sons of Anarchy time and everyone's into the the TV show and along came Ace and Ace who was mm-hmm. very much Sons of Anarchy ish and um, uh, I I loved it. I think it it catapulted people up. It 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 lifted Bubba up into a singles career um, and to highlight him as a singles guy. Um, and it was a launching point for a lot of guys, guys like Doc Gallows, who was at Ace and Eights and 
obviously now he's part of the Good Brothers. So um, I, 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 the faction was cool, and and it was one. It's one of my favorites. Was that a Bischoff creation? That was a Bischoff creation. Funny thing, I wasn't even supposed to be in it. Um, mm. It was when everyone when they were doing the beatdowns and everybody's wearing masks. I was just out there helping the young guys, showing them how to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, this head is hard to hide. Um, so <laughs> people kind of figured out it was me, and then it just morphed into a storyline to unveil me as, as part of the group. Now, I've asked certain people this. I think I've interviewed just about every member of Aces and Eights, if not every member of the Aces and Eights. And I asked uh, this question to just about everybody, and I've had different uh, answers. Was the Aces and Eights, was there a a plan from the beginning? Y'all work from the end backwards, or was it just kind of on the fly in certain weeks and y'all just landed on, you know, Bubba being the, 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 the culprit or being the one behind it all. No, I, I think the, the entire thing was built as a vehicle for Bubba from the beginning. Okay. So, you know, the intrigue and, and the, the, the story was always led to lead to him. Okay. Yeah. As far as the people who are in it, that, that is what was kind of varied, that, right? That was, that was, that was on the fly. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. But it all, Regardless of who who was in it, it all led to Bubba being the the, the one behind being the top Bubba. guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Hogan's involvement was supposed to, was from the beginning too, as far as you know him and Bubba and uh, yeah, Bubba I, I believe yeah, I believe, I believe that was all that was all part of the plan from day nice. one. Nice, nice. Uh, Brian is asking uh, if you could wrestle one current WWE superstar, who would it be? Well, it'd be Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It's the biggest payoff. <laughs> Very nice, yeah, money guy. That's what I like to Come hear. Come on, bro. Come Absolutely. on, main event WrestleMania. Come on, me and Roman. Let's go. There it is, right there. I like it. Uh, what's your favorite match uh, with Owen Hart? Jeez, um, there's too many to name. I mean, there's just way too many name. I mean, golly, there's a lot of matches that weren't even televised that were just on house shows that mm. Owen was like a teacher, a mentor. I mean, I've told the story several times that he played the rib on me with my shoelaces. So, I mean, that might be my favorite one looking back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's too many to name. Owen was just, I mean, we were tied together for a long time, whether it was, you know, uh, you know, Owen and Jeff, um, Je- Owen and Jeff Jarrett, or, I mean, we were just tied together. So yeah. it was at the Hart Foundation. Um, we always seemed to come back to each other, and he just did nothing but teach me. Nice. Uh, Lil Reaper's asking if you and Al Snow are still uh, still in contact. Yep, just talked to Al not too terribly long ago. Love Al. Um, we were just on a show up in Milwaukee together, uh, Blizzard Brawl, and uh, oh, David yeah. Hero. Uh, yep, yep, good guy, David Hero. Yeah. Really good guy. Um, so yeah, Al and I are still in touch all the time. Nice. Uh, Rollins uh, uh, saying that the uh, lowdown Frog Splash is legendary. How did D'Lo come with uh, the variation of Frog Splash? Others been the knees and tuck them in, but D'Lo would keep his legs straight and uh, do the splits in the air. That was an Art Bar. Uh, that was an art, that was an Art Bar tribute. Art yeah. Bar because uh, it was Los Gringos Locos, and that was Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. and Eddie did the gainer where he tucked, mm-hmm. and Art would do the the complete split. And I was like, I like the split. Yeah, nice. Be my finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> top rope and start doing it mm-hmm. yeah you did uh very well too <clears throat> yeah it was awesome can you hear me yeah i got you 
Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a great variation, that's for sure, man. Uh I like both. I like both the like the the tuck and the split. Um because mm-hmm. I think that uh you know RVD does a really good frog splash as far as the tuck, but there's not many people who does the the split, the art bar style split. And yeah. I think you, you know bringing that back as far as uh the states because uh you know that was highly popularized in japan you know and, yeah uh, you know when him and uh and eddie would team up together and so uh in Mex- uh, they, they teamed in mexico too right uh, yeah japan and mexico they teamed yeah. together as los, los gringos and locos yeah yeah so good stuff you you brought it to the states and uh um did a really good job carrying the torch so um jason's asking how to how is it working with batista in the ring in 2002 uh, it was good. Batista was really learning a lot at that point, but you could tell he was he was nothing but just want to absorb the knowledge, and he was on a path of a path of you know he's going to go ahead and 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 do great things. So it was cool being on Batista then. Nice. Rollins also asking. Uh, see, I love theme music. I, I'm a sucker for uh, good pro wrestling theme music. I think it's a big presentation. I think pro wrestlers is all about presentation, just like mm-hmm. comic book characters, uh, your music, your, your, your wardrobe, you know, that, that helps with your presence and your overall branding. Uh, and so Rollin thinks that your music was very underrated. His, uh, your theme song matched your walk, your attitude and your head shake taunt. Who was the writer and producer of your theme song? Uh, that was Jim Johnston. Uh, he and I sat down and, Originally, the it was originally for uh, for Mark Henry and I's tag team, mm-hmm. but then Mark had branched off, so then he morphed it to just me, and uh, it really just became. I mean, I, I I timed my walk to it, so everything matched up, and I think music is an essential part of the whole presentation of wrestling. Yeah. Like, if you think of any iconic wrestler, you know their the first two seconds of their music, you know exactly who's coming through the curtain. Yeah. I don't care who it is from. You know the gong or the glass breaking or to the if you can smell mm-hmm. you you know who that is and that and that ties that person and to their music and i think that record scratch and just that beat and the bass was me yep yep the the the, the, the scratch i knew that there's going to be some head shaking even <laughs> if it's just one ladies and gentlemen yes <laughs> uh let's see here lou is asking uh what happened to Garrett Bischoff and Wes Briscoe? Uh, both are out of – Wes is still working. Garrett is out of the business, but both are doing very well in their, in their you know, in their private lives. And, um, you know, I, I spoke to both of them next year long ago because we did the, like, the little A-Saints reunion in Impact about six months ago. So um, nice. that was kind of fun to have those guys around and just sit and talk with them. Yeah, Garrett's doing a lot of hunting, I think, nowadays. Garrett is, Garrett does a lot of hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just spoke to him on the phone a few weeks ago, and uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's into really into hunting nowadays. It's pretty cool, like to see like lives after wrestling and how people were just doing their things. And Garrett's the he's the hunter. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what? Uh, who's the current roster? Who on the current roster do you see as the future of WWE? Uh. I think it's Braun Breaker down in NXT. Hmm. Like he's got, he's got star written all over him. Yeah. Um, as soon as he gets the, the the craft down, he's gonna be 
I mean, his legacy, his lineage, um, he's got all the tools. He looks like a star. He talks like a star. I mean, he, he looks like he looks like Rick and talks like Scott. So he's got he's got it down. So, I mean, he's got the best of both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Braun Breaker. What do you think of that name? Honestly, I think he should be Rex Steiner. I agree. He should be Rex. He should be Rex Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just me. Yeah. Uh, Rex Steiner or Bronson Steiner. Like, I just think to me, it just makes sense. I, I understand why people or why they, you know, want to name people. They just kind of want to break them away from, you know, the, the history. But I'm just like, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, it, you got, if you have a connection to the past, especially yeah. your second or third generation, they didn't change Randy Orton's name. Yeah. They didn't change, they didn't change Charlotte Flair's name. Exactly. Yep. I hundred percent agree with that. Um, good stuff. Uh, I think we've already uh, talked about your favorite wrestler to work with. Um, uh, I don't, I don't to bark. Whose idea was it for you to bark? When did I bark? I don't remember you barking. <laughs> I don't remember. Wrong brother. <laughs> I think you've got like, the wrong show there. That sounds like some private stuff we don't need to hear about. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should have kept that from the bedroom. Yeah, uh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going uh, yeah. to leave that one alone. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. So uh, what do you have? Uh, yeah, let's, let's let's promote some stuff, man. What what Anything you got coming up nowadays? For the most part, if you want to find out what I'm doing, I'm on Twitter at DLoBrown75. I used to be able to say the only verified DLo, but now you can buy verification. What's it matter? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. yeah. <laughs> But at DLoBrown75, you pretty much can catch up and see any anything I'm doing, anywhere I'm going, um, the places I'm at. I, I help I help do a lot of promotion for companies and and um, acquiring talent for guys. So um, that's pretty much my my role right now in the business until. Uh, until I, I uh, decide to get a job again. Good stuff. Uh, AJ is asking, uh, what do you think of AEW? Why did you let leave Impact Wrestling? Uh, Impact Wrestling was just, it was time to separate. When you think, you know, you've grown together so long, it was time to just move on and, and challenge for, you know, um, other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as AEW, I kind of, I like the product. I like AEW. I like watching WWE right now. So um, I, I love the fact that there's competition between the two. Um, and that to me helps make the business better. So, um, I like both products right now. Yeah. What was the idea uh, behind choosing you and Matt Stryker as the, uh, commentary uh, team? For I want to say that was a Scott Demore idea. He just wanted something different and he wanted that, that Monday night football feel where, you know, you had the ex jock in me and then, then the guy who knew the business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, I thought it worked. It, it did well, and people people were very receptive to it. So, um, hmm. yeah, I like I like I like being out there, just flapping my gums. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like that was a, a different role for you. You, you used to either uh, wrestling or, or coaching in some way. Now, how was it, or, or you know, being backstage in a backstage role? Uh, how was it, you know, just doing that commentary role, you know, and, and just being that, you know, like really your first time doing it from a full-time basis? Uh, very nerve wracking, just as nerve wracking as it would be walking through the curtain uh, because, you know, instead of now having 12 to 18 minutes, I now have two hours to fill. 
Right. And and your voice is on everything, and you're now the narrator of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a different type of nervousness, also a different type of let me try to one up it next week. Let me try in the competition with yourself begins, just yeah. like it would, just like it does in when you're in the ring wrestling. Yeah. That's a good point because you know it's interesting. You you have your 18 minutes, you have to appease the 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 house, basically. Mm-hmm. As opposed to millions of people watching, you have to appease them for two hours. So it's a yeah. whole different ball game. Yeah, and you you got to be cognizant. You can't repeat the same thing over because if you start getting redundant, then you're a broken record. Yeah. Um. You know, you've got about you know five to seven matches you got to call, and each call has to be different than the last. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's like putting together five to seven matches myself in my head mm-hmm. and presenting them to the people. Yeah. Um, and each one has to be completely different. So that that there comes the competition. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of impact, you really had a big role in impact in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any uh, uh, discussions of making you champ? You know, it, no, because I think the timing was all off. Because at the time, um, Jeff Jarrett was a champ, and then a young AJ Styles was coming up. Yeah. So it, it was just the it was wrong timing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and I, I enjoyed rather my role of being there to help elevate that next guy. Yeah. It, you with know, Apollo, right? Yeah, if you with Apollo, we won the uh, NWA World Tag Team titles yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either that or, or my matches with AJ or with uh, SEX, the group, Sports Entertainment mm-hmm. Extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I there was no talk. I don't think there was any talk of me being champ, but it was uh, it was just a good time to be there because the, the company was growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last question. We got to take a super chat. Rowan, my man. Please name the top five black wrestlers of all time. Good question. Oh, wow. I, I, if I name one, I'm disrespecting every other one. I mean, I could just name you. Instead of naming them in, in any specific order, I'll just name you my favorites. Like, there you, go. you know, obviously Ron Simmons, top of the list. You know, Junkyard Dog, Ernie Ladd. Um, you know, guys like that. Those are the ones who crawled so guys like me can walk so this next generation can run. Mm. Um, so it, if I were to list them, make them out Rushmore, I'd be disrespecting a hundred other brothers out there who who laid the foundation and and, and I'm and I allowed me to walk on their backs to stand up. So yeah. I yeah. I can only tell you my favorites, and those are a few. So you name three. So you got two more that uh, you the. That you can think of uh, off the top of your head. Two more. I get a guy like uh, Butch Reed, Ooh. and hell, uh, an entertaining guy like uh, Coco Beware. Okay, you, you know what I'm saying? Just guys who were entertaining or intimidating or looked the part of the business. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Dilo, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed as much as I did, man. I had a good time, man, and uh, uh, keep keep. Uh, making a huge impact on the world of professional wrestling and uh you know hey look there's the peak there's peacock nowadays for people even in the current generation to see uh you and in your previous matches and there's still people probably shaking their heads somewhere in some elementary middle schools and high schools <laughs> you know <laughs> doing the D-low head shake cuz it's something that will go on in infamy uh, because of uh, footage and, and and all types of peacock stuff that people can watch. So good stuff, man. I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate you being on it. And I can tell you, I'm blessed that I, I, out of all the wrestlers that have stepped through the ropes, all the, all the hundreds of thousands, 
somehow I connected with the people and I'm, I'm going to be remembered for the rest of my life. And then as long as it's wrestling, that is pretty cool when you think about it. 100%. Absolutely, man. Thanks again. Have a good night. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you. Right, bye-bye.